It's Friday. You know what that means. Get ready for the Friday Night Lights High School Football Preview Review Show here on the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. How is everybody doing? It is Friday afternoon, and you are listening to us on Home of Southern Sports 99.1 WQEE out of Noonan, and we have got just an outstanding show, nothing but high school football all across the Chattahoochee Valley and the Noonan area, and I'm here to bring it to you live on WQEE, but first things first, we did have other sporting events that happened last night. I will get in to college football and the Braves taking on the Dodgers. What a week. I mean, I had a very busy week last week with Georgia Alabama Sports Live. First of all, I'm truly blessed that I was able to call an amazing Russell County, Harris County game. A walk-off kick, Logan Shellnut, and that video, I appreciate Rick Beach from Kutsu Sports sharing that all over social media. And we've got a lot of views, a lot of likes on our Facebook page. And we're going to be back at the county tonight as Shaw is taking on Harris County. Both teams are one and one. Rick Beach is going to be joining Thrift Berenger and myself for high school game day starting at six at Danny Durham Field Tiger Stadium up in Hamilton, Georgia. And Rick Beach is also going to be joining us for the pregame show, the halftime show, and the postgame show. I am excited that Rick Beach is on our team. When you think of Harris County sports, you think of Rick Beach. Rick and I called the Harris County-Russell County game last uh, last week, and it was a success. And I think that we've had some uh, good chemistry as well. I'm going to get into the games that happened last night in the Chattahoochee Valley to include Northside defeating Hardaway 42 to nothing and Manchester defeating Columbus 54 to three. I was at the game at Kennett Stadium, saw a little bit of it. I stayed for about 10 minutes and I left in Manchester. This is the reason why they are one of the favorites to win the state championship for the GHSA Class 1 Division 2. They beat the state champions last week in Bowden, and they defeated the 3A school, Columbus, and they are 2-0 on the season. Such a great evening last night after DJ Jones and Thrip Berenger were doing sports visions over at the Cunningham Center on the campus of Columbus State. They had their kickoff for a cause. I stopped by briefly. It was a success. They had a lot of people there. DJ Jones and Dave Plata were emceeing the event, and it was such a wonderful time. They had mascots from just about every sport you can think of, including the Columbus Lions. They had some high school players, cheerleaders, just fans of different teams. They had the big screen, and they had football games going on in the background. Such a great event. Kickoff for a cause. And uh, I was glad that I, I got to stop by just a little bit and check it out. All right, let's go ahead and talk about the Braves. The Atlanta Braves, man, this feels like a playoff game. WRBL's Jack Patterson said it best. This was a playoff atmosphere down at Dodger Stadium. The Atlanta Braves get the 8-7 to victory over the Los Angeles Dodgers. They are five ahead of the Dodgers for the best record in baseball, trying to get that number one seed in the National League. They were up 7-1. Spencer Strider was pitching great. Mookie Betts hits a three-run homer. 
and the Dodgers cut it close. Ronald Acuna Jr., is he not having an MVP season? You might have two players on the Atlanta Braves that could finish 1-2 in the MVP voting. With Matt Olson and Ronald Acuna Jr., he becomes the first player in Major League Baseball history to have 30 home runs and 60 stolen bases. What an accomplishment. He hit a grand slam in the game. The Dodgers cut it close, and the Braves did hold on to defeat the Dodgers 8-7. to And the Atlanta Braves right now, 88-45 and on the year. They will go back at it at Dodger Stadium tonight for Game 2. As you have Max Freed going up against Julio Urias. And if the Braves can just get one or two games against the Dodgers down at Dodger Stadium, which is a very tough place to play, that's a win. You're going into the month of September, and the Braves have all the confidence that they can hold off the Dodgers and get that number one seed. And who knows? We might see these two teams once again in the NLCS. If you want all your Braves coverage, I highly recommend that you check out Braves on Deck with Tyler Redman. Tyler Redman is an, a sports anchor for WRBL, and he also has a podcast that is on YouTube called Braves on Deck with Tyler Redman. It's fascinating. He has all the information that you need if you are an Atlanta Braves fan. And I know that with college football, high school football, and the NFL approaching us in about a week, I know that fans can tend to forget about the Braves. But if you're a Braves fan, this is where you got to hang on because it is September and the Braves have the best record in baseball and they are gearing up for another postseason run and possibly another World Series title. How great would that be? And it's going to be exciting. I cannot wait to see the Braves in the postseason. Hopefully they can get that number one seed. We had college football last night and i've got to say that the florida gators all eyes were on florida you know you got this sec team taking on a pac-12 team in utah florida did beat utah last year in the swamp billy napier a lot of critics are saying that billy napier's on the hot seat this year this is what i saw from the game utah without their starting quarterback cam rising bryson barnes the redshirt freshman came in First play from the scrimmage, touchdown. Utah with that touchdown, the 70-yard pass to Money Parks. And Utah up 7-0, and most fans are not even in their seats yet. What I saw from the Florida-Utah game was Utah physically dominated Florida. Yes, a Pac-12 team physically dominated an SEC team. What has happened to Florida? Even with Dan Mullen, Florida was at least competitive, making it to SEC East championships, having players like Kyle Pitts, Kyle Trask in the NFL, a pretty decent defense. Graham Mertz is not Anthony Richardson. There were times last year where Anthony Richardson had to put on the Superman cape to bail out Florida, and Florida still only won four games. I don't know how Billy Napier saves his job because the patience runs low with the Florida boosters in the fan base. They don't give coaches a whole lot of time. Just ask Will Muschamp, Jim McElwain, and Dan Mullen. Look, we just got finished watching the Swamp Kings documentary. 
I know Urban Meyer is not coming back. Steve Spurrier is not coming back to Florida. I know that the Florida fan wants to see Urban Meyer back in on the sideline for the Florida Gators, but it's not happening. Where does Florida go? I, I don't know if they if Billy Napier can last the whole season because this was embarrassing if you're a Florida fan to get manhandled, pushed around by the Utah Utes. You know, a Pac-12 team, but they're going to be moving to the Big 12 next season, 24 to 11. And the schedule is brutal. I mean, having to play Tennessee, having to play LSU, having to play Georgia, having to play Florida State. I mean, you look at that right there. Can Florida make it to a bowl game this year? Anyway, that's my rant on Florida. Look, I'm rooting for Billy Napier. I truly am. His brother, Matt Napier, is the head football coach at LaGrange High. I cover LaGrange High here on this podcast, and I want to give Billy Napier all the love. And Florida's had some great players, including Emory Jones, that played at Hurd County. And I am I want to see Florida good, but again, I mean, I'm not the type of Georgia fan that completely dislikes Florida and laughs when Florida is not on the same level as Georgia, but this has really been topsy-turvy. We witnessed Florida in the early 2010s become dominant and that has been the standard at florida all right moving on we did have some other college football games last night i think it's great that we have college football back technically this is week one i mean minnesota wow beating nebraska and matt rules debut 13 to 10 but a big shout out to the nebraska fan base Ninety-two thousand fans the other day packed Husky Stadium, Cornhusker Stadium, and to see a volleyball game. I mean, that was incredible. It was the largest attended female sporting event in history. And so what a job by the fan base. But this was a tough game on the road against the Minnesota Gold Gophers. And they could not get the job done. P.J. Fleck, a very underrated coach, gets the win over Matt Rule. And where does Nebraska go from here? Because, again, the expectations at Nebraska, even though they're in the Big Ten now, is at least eight, nine, ten wins. And they thought that they got a home run hire with Scott Frost. They really did. But I think the writing was written on the wall last year when Nebraska got upset by Georgia Southern. And Scott Frost was out of there. Matt Rule, who has a track record at Baylor, and he was an NFL head coach with Carolina. Even though it didn't work out in Carolina, he was a good college coach. Going back to college and coaching at Nebraska, is he the right fit? And so, yeah, disappointing if you're a Nebraska fan. But the season's still early. They can regroup. Locally here in Georgia, Georgia State beats Rhode Island 42-35. to Yet NC State. They're not really missing Devin Leary. They get the road victory over UConn 24 to 14. And Missouri 35 to 10 over South Dakota. And how about the Kennesaw State Owls? This is their last season in the FCS as an independent as they defeat Tusculum 38 to 7 in front of a packed house at Fifth Third Bank Stadium. 10,000 fans. You don't think they're excited that KSU is going to the Conference USA? next season yes fbs football is on the horizon if you are a kennesaw state owl 
And, you know, their basketball team making it to the NCAA tournament and playing Xavier in that first round helps their cause a little bit too, puts Kennesaw State on the map. I try to give love to Kennesaw State as much as I can. My wife went to school there. We used to live five minutes from the campus. Love the Kennesaw State Owls. Anytime I talk to alumni from KSU, I talk about how great their athletic programs are. And, you know, making the NCAA tournament last year and having a 13-point lead against Xavier, that was big for the school as well. But this Kennesaw State football team has really been on the uptick with Brian Bohan, and, and they've made FCS playoffs. And I think they're going to do well in the FBS because they're in the heart of Metro Atlanta with all those four- and five-star talents. And now you have an FBS school. I mean, you still have Georgia State. You still have Mercer down in Macon. You still have some teams that are not named Georgia and Georgia Tech that could go after these local talents if they can't make a roster. If they want to stay in Georgia, but, you know, it seems like other states like Alabama, Florida, they seem to poach these players from Georgia. So that's neither here or there. I'll get into that when I have my high school football show because I'll talk about some of the talented high school football teams here, not only in the Chattahoochee Valley, also in the Noonan area and for Georgia. So what we are going to do, hey, the ACC is considering adding Cal, Stanford, SMU to boost their numbers up to 18 teams. Wow. So the ACC is trying to go coast to coast, just like the Big Ten. Here's the thing. I'm from Northern California, born and raised. I know the fan base does not care about Cal and Stanford. I know that Cal and Stanford, because of their alumni and they have plenty of money from the schools because of the other sports and academics and the notable alumni that are not athletes that pour money into that university, they don't need to join a conference. They could be independent, especially Stanford. Stanford can be independent. I don't know if Stanford will ever get back to the level of Jim Harbaugh and then David Shaw. When David Shaw carried the torch for Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh set the foundation in 2009, leading Stanford to an Orange Bowl appearance against Virginia Tech and winning with Andrew Luck. And then Stanford had great NFL players like Zach Ertz, Christian McCaffrey, David DeCastro. They've had some great players. Richard Sherman. I mean, Stanford has really been a dominant college football power this past decade, but not anymore. And I don't know what the ACC is going to do with Stanford and Cal. I'm interested to see some of these matchups. I like to see Stanford take on Georgia Tech, Cal take on Florida State. I mean, it really gets the San Francisco Bay area. And do they pay attention to college football now that they're in the ACC? Because the Pac-12 is just dissolving. If Stanford and Cal go to the ACC, then you've got the Pac-2 with Oregon State and Washington State. Where are they going to go? All right, we're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, I'm going to have my high school football preview review show right here on the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 
Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home, offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bug, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Bond. Best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control, 34 Jefferson Street, Noonan, 770-954-9941. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. With your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning. Right here with the best in sports and entertainment. All the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey. And everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Monday through Fridays. Right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. In 50 feet, turn left. Why are you driving so slowly? After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in .1 miles. <sighs> Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Tune in each Sunday morning right here on WQEE 99.1 FM for the key for help from a high with Bishop Daniel Hardaway Sr. of Redemptive Life Worship Center at 9 a.m. Hear the Word of God and soak it in. You can join us for our live Sunday service at 10 o'clock a.m. till 12.30 p.m. at Redemptive Life Worship Center at 2265 Highway 54 in Marlin, Georgia. Have a blessed week. We are back here on the Sports Beat with Richard Holders, presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. And now it is time for my high school football preview review show. I want to give some side notes on what is going on, especially with the busy week that we are about to have and next week as well. So, Saturday mornings on Facebook Live, I will have my high school football reaction show. It's going to be about 10 to 15 minutes recapping all the action from Friday night. Sunday morning, I'm going to have my college football reaction show. And then on Monday, I'll have my regular show to include the NFL when we get to NFL season. Got a big weekend of college football. I'm excited that Thrip Berenger and Rick Beach has invited me to do their pregame show on the campus of Jordan-Hare Stadium. Auburn University is taking on UMass in the opener. The Hugh Freeze era begins in Auburn, and I'm excited about that. Peyton Thorne is the starting quarterback, the former Michigan State Spartan. But let's get into the show. First, I want to start off with the local schools out of Noonan. I want to give Noonan some love. A big shout-out to Ryan O'Neill at the station. We do have some teams in Noonan that are playing tonight, including East Coweta, the 7A team. They are 2-0 on the season, and they are taking on Hillgrove tonight. Northgate is also 2-0, as they are taking on Villa Rica. You got McIntosh that are 2-0. Yeah, there must be something in the water in Noonan. 
They are taking on Woodland. That is 0-2. Landmark Christian, they are taking on Lithonia. Whitewater is 1-1. They are taking on Griffin. Mary Persons is on the road traveling to Sharpsburg to take on the Trinity Christian Lions. And that purple lights in the stadium and people wearing nothing but purple. It's just an electric atmosphere down in Sharpsburg for the Trinity Christian Lions. And you also have the GPB Football Showcase Game of the Week. The runners-up in 3A, Cedar Grove is at Westlake. You also have the game that is going to be live-streamed. Warner Robins is taken on north side of Warner Robins, but that game is going to be live-streamed on G GPB's website as well. So with that being said, let's get into the high school football preview review show for the Chattahoochee Valley. I'm going to start off with the recap of week two. It was such an exciting week two. I had the privilege of calling the Russell County Harris County game. My broadcast partner, Thrift Berenger and DJ Jones were calling the Heritage Bowl. We all know what happened Friday night. We don't need to rehash that. But it was a success despite the fact of the events that happened Friday night. And it really overshadowed what an incredible night of high school football. Not just the two games that we called for Georgia-Alabama Sports Live, but you also had LaGrange defeat Northside at Kennett Stadium. LaGrange is 1-1 one and one on the season. Northside 1-1. One and one. And Northside last night at Otis Spencer Stadium defeated the Hardaway Hawks 42 to nothing. And look, they miss Malachi Hosley. He's at Yale, but it seems like they can plug and play. How about Kingston Rivers? Two touchdowns, including a 50-yard run to the house. The Northside Patriots improve their record to 2-1. and one. Hardaway, you know, they're rebuilding this year. They do have a freshman quarterback, Bobby Gary. Ryan McKenzie in his first year. This is just a learning process for the Hardaway Hawks. A cool moment before kickoff, they honored the Hardaway Lady Hawks basketball team that went to the Final Four last year. Congratulations to head basketball coach of the Hardaway Lady Hawks, Kelly Ellison, and her team. They were honored at the field right before the game and I'm excited because Thrip Barringer and I are going to be live streaming a lot of basketball games. I cannot wait till that basketball schedule comes out as we are going to make that transition from doing the high school football preview review show to the basketball preview review show. Or I'll just call it high school sports. How about that? No, it's going to be a lot of fun. Hardaway, 0-3 on the season. Northside, 2-1. Northside is going to play the Shaw Raiders at Kennett Stadium, a home game for the Northside Patriots next Thursday night. And when you talk about fan bases, I'm very impressed with the fan base from the Northside Patriots making that trip all the way down to Otis Spencer Stadium. And it seemed like they had more fans than the Hardaway Hawks, even though Northside was the visiting team. Hardaway was listed as the home team at Kennett Stadium. I happen to swing by for a brief moment to check out the Columbus Blue Devils hosting the Manchester Blue Devils. And what can you say? Manchester is just playing on another level. I think that they are one of the favorites to win the state championship for Class 1 Division 2. The Manchester Blue Devils defeat Columbus 
54 to 3 to go to 2 and 0 on the season. Columbus falls to 1 and 2. And then over at the Cramden Bowl, you had the Opelika Bulldogs. Tough loss last week against the Thompson Bulldogs, but they were able to beat Jag, formerly known as Jefferson Davis, 36 to 13 to push their record to 1 and 1. And then we did have a game last night as Spalding defeated Fayette County 41 to nothing. Fayette County is still winless, 0-3 on the season. All right, let's get into the games that's happening in approximately a couple hours from this broadcast on WQEE and also on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and subscribe to the Facebook page while you're at it. If you're going to subscribe to my Facebook page and YouTube channel, go ahead and give us a subscribe to Georgia Alabama Sports Live and their Facebook page as well as this show is presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live and I'm a part of their team and you know even though I've been doing this podcast for 3 years now, I've been doing a lot of things with Georgia Alabama Sports Live and we've really been collaborating on some things and it's truly a great partnership and I am blessed to be a part of the Georgia-Alabama Sports Live family. Week one, why don't we do this, though? Why don't we go ahead and take another commercial break, and when we come back, I'm going to preview week three in high school football in the Chattahoochee Valley. It's a sports beat with Richard Holdridge, presented by Georgia-Alabama Sports Live. We'll be right back. Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location. 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Same great taste. The best chicken around. Fish dinners. Open Monday through Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Dine in. Take out. It's Wishbone Fried Chicken. Right next door to their former location, bringing you the best chicken around. So great. Wishbone Fried Chicken, 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A, here in Noonan. Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a Southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Help protect your family from flu this season by taking three easy steps. First, get yourself and your family a flu shot. It's quick and can protect you all season. Second, take everyday actions to help prevent the spread of germs like flu. Cover your cough, stay home from work or school if you're sick, and wash your hands often. Third, there are drugs that can treat flu illness. These work best when started early. Learn more at cdc.gov fightflu fight flu. 
Welcome back to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. You're listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. We are also on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. So go and subscribe to the YouTube channel and like the Facebook page. You can also catch a replay of the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get into it. Tonight, you got the Shaw Raiders going up to Hamilton, Georgia, one and one on the season, taking on the Harris County Tigers that are one and one on the season as well. Harris County building a lot of momentum after that walk off game winning field goal by Logan Shellnut. It is incredible and really building that momentum into tonight's game is going to be the key for Levi Watson and that. Harris County offense that really strives on controlling the line of scrimmage with that offensive line. Matei Yobins, he's going to get a lot of carries. We know that he is going to be a bruising run running back that Shaw is going to have to put seven in the box to try to stop him. But if they do that, Levi Watson is capable of throwing the ball down the field as well. I think with head coach Tommy Watson, the former offensive lineman, he prides himself on making sure that offensive line is stout and that they protect Levi Watson in the pocket. And Watson is that type of quarterback that he could roll outside the pocket too and make plays. I cannot wait for this game. I'm not going to be able to pick this game because I'm calling this game with Thrip Berenger, but it is going to be a great game. And this is a rivalry game. It is because you have Shaw on the border of Muskogee County, Harris County. Right there in Hamilton, Georgia, you have friends, neighbors that grew up playing football together on the other side of the county line, and now they're playing each other tonight. It's going to be great. And you, you also have, and I want to throw this out there because the Harris County Little League team, the back-to-back -back state champions of Georgia, big shout-out to their coach, Chris Gilstrap. They're going to be honored before the game tonight. Jacob Gilstrap, Fuller Carver, who pitched the perfect game, beat Tennessee, got to see him on ESPN+. They're going to be honored. You have players from Shaw, and if they play Little League, you know, Northern and Harris County, they play Little League in the District 8 Championship. So you have that rivalry as well in the multi-sports. It's going to be a great game. I'm excited to call it on Georgia Alabama Sports Live with Thrift Berenger. And Rick Beach is going to be joining us for high school game day. You can check it out on Georgia Alabama Sports Live starting at 6 p.m. on Georgia Alabama Sports Live's Facebook page and YouTube channel. It's going to be very exciting. Now, we do have other games. I did have a Twitter poll on my Sports Beats Twitter page. And this is what you voted for, and that's okay because, really, I, I'm actually giving the fans – what they want. There is a huge fan base in Central, a huge fan base in Smith Station that felt, I felt like they stuffed the ballot box. The high school game of the week is the backyard brawl. It's Smith Station at Central. Last year, it was at TC Britton Field. I remember having Jackson Greer. I called the Smith Station LaGrange game. I wanted to give Smith Station a fighting chance. I thought that Devin Pierman was a Great playmaker, but this is going to be a very tough task for the Smith Station Panthers. This has been a one-sided robbery. You got Andrew Alford for the Central Red Devils. He threw five touchdowns against Hewitt Trustful on the road against a top-five school in 7A. 
for Alabama. And Cam Coleman is the number one wide receiver in the entire state of Alabama. It is going to be a tall task, but in a rivalry game, you could throw out the record books. Anything can happen. Nobody's giving Smith Station a chance in this game. Maybe this is the game where Smith Station plays the game of their life, and we'll see what goes on. But this is the high school game of the week. Another massive game. This was one of the candidates for high school game of the week. This is really the game of the year up in Troop County. Troop County taking on Callaway. Troop County 2-0 on the season. Callaway 1-0 on the season after defeating Cedartown. You have strength on strength. Teo Todd for Troop County. Deshaun Coleman for Callaway. Troop County went to the semifinals last year. Callaway went to the quarterfinals. They went to the final four the year before, won the state title in 2020. Pete Wiggins has got a juggernaut. When you rank the teams in the Chattahoochee Valley that could compete for a state championship every year, you've got to put Callaway in the top five. Callaway is a juggernaut. They're not afraid to play anybody. They played Cedartown, a 4A school. Last year, they played Opelika, a 7A school in Alabama. Troop County is a 4A school, and they're not afraid to play them. Callaway looks to make another run to the state championship once again, and so is Troop County. Head coach Tanner Glisson's got a juggernaut as well. You got Noah Ditz, Dixon, Qua Birdsong. Teo Todd is the quarterback, and he is a human highlight film. This is going to be a massive game at Callaway Stadium, and I expect the entire town of LaGrange to be at the stadium. I expect Kevin Eckleberry to give updates throughout the game. I'll try to make sure I follow Kevin Eckleberry so I can give updates for the broadcast tonight when uh, Thrift and I are calling the Shaw-Harris County game. Other games, let's start at Kinnett Stadium down in Columbus. The Kendrick Cherokees trying to get their first win. Head coach Robert Martin in his second season. They're taking on the GIAA team out of Noonan, Georgia, the Heritage Hawks. That's going to be one of the games that we're going to be looking at for high school game day as possible picks. You have Westover, a 4A school out of Albany, Georgia, that is coming to Otis Spencer Stadium to take on the Spencer Green Wave that's trying to bounce back after the 21-0 loss to the Carver Tigers. They are 1-1 one one on the season. Enterprise, 1-0 after beating Eufaula, taking on the Auburn Tigers, who got a big road victory, a top-five school. Auburn defeated Hoover last week. And the Auburn Tigers is one of those top teams in 7A that could be there at the end. The Jordan Red Jackets is on the road, taking on Mount Zion as they're trying to get their first victory of the season. Early County is taking on Schley County. Chaco is taking on Walnut Grove. And then the private schools in the Chattahoochee Valley are going to be on the road. Brookstone is at home taking on First Presbyterian Day at Max Strong Stadium. Brookstone trying to bounce back after that 38-17 loss to Glenwood. The Glenwood Gators, 2-0 on the season after beating Pacelli and Brookstone. They are going to be on the road against Fort Dale Academy. Next week, they take on Bessemer Academy and get ready. They're taking on a massive game at the Swamp against Lee Scott Academy. I'm not trying to overlook that game. That's not going to happen until September 15th. But they do have a road trip that you want to be mindful of. Fort Dale Academy is about two hours away in Greenville. And that's something just to think about. I know the Glenwood fans are going to travel for that game. Pacelli, they got to go all the way up to Gainesville, Georgia. That's about three hours away as uh, 
Bocelli is taking on uh, Academy up Lakeview Academy. <laughs> I got that name right. Uh, Bocelli, after getting their first victory at Dimel Field last week against Tattnall Square Academy, trying to just continue. I think that Brooks is just going to continue to develop as a quarterback. And I think that what head coach Dwight Jones has got at Pacelli, something special. You know, they did, you know, lose that first game to Glenwood in, to start the season, but they were able to bounce back and get that win over Tattnall. And going up to Gainesville, Georgia, to take on Lakeview Academy, uh, that's going to be, you know, a tough road trip, but they should be able to get the victory over there. Lynette and Valley, this is a very underrated rivalry in the Chattahoochee Valley, one of the best rivalries. They These two teams, Lynette, we know the history, the track record, winning state titles in 17 and 19. Lynette is coached by head coach Chip Siegel in his first season. He was an assistant coach with Lynette when they won those state championships. And so the Valley Rams, after losing to Hanley 22-8 last week, Valley is a sleeper team that's one of my teams that I think that could compete in 5A because of the experience of Cam Dooley coming back as quarterback. And then Jay Harper, one of the top corners in the state of Alabama. So we also have several teams that are on a bye this week, Russell County, Carver. And we also have LaGrange on a bye as well. Uh, moving down, we have Bacon Charter taking on Central at Talbotton. That's over in Talbotton, Georgia. And then Lochapoca, head coach Rico Newton and the Lochapoca Indians, the poke away. They are taking on the 1-0 Beulah Bobcats. So both teams 1-0. Lochapoca got the win over Lafayette last weekend, taking on the Beulah Bobcats that are 1-0. They defeated Abbeville in their first game of the season. Remember, Beulah only won one game last year. And then Central of Haynesville traveling to Beauregard to take on the Beauregard Hornets that are 1-0 after defeating Selma last week in their opener. And so with that being said, that is week three's preview for the high school football preview review show here on the sports beat with Richard Holdridge. And so what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and take another break. And when we come back, I'm going to wrap up the show. You don't want to go anywhere. It's a sports beat with Richard Holdridge. We'll be right back. At Jersey Mike's, they slice your order fresh, right in front of you. And let me tell you, watching that can send a rush of emotions through a person. Excitement, impatience, baby-like wonder, indecisive, anticipatory chewing, nervous pacing, happy claps, and finally, jealousy. Because that's this guy's sub. I should order one. Good idea. Sliced right in front of you. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. When you really need something to get you through a long graduation ceremony, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are there to give you a thrill. With varieties like Trolley Sour Bursting Crawlers, the worm's soft and chewy texture, surprising flavor combinations, and neon bright colors will give everyone a reason to celebrate. So when you want to notch the festivities up a couple degrees, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are the perfect way for everyone to celebrate. Shop now for any trolley that crawls your way. We are back here on the Sports Beat with Richard Holders, presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. My final segment of this high school football preview review show, 
So I'm going to go over the latest update according to Rivals.com. I'm going to start with the state of Alabama. Then I'm going to start with the state of Georgia. So here we go. There's no surprise the number one recruit in the entire state of Alabama is the four-star wide receiver Cam Coleman from the Central Red Devils. He's been Andrew Alford's go-to guy, and one of the reasons why Andrew Alford got five touchdown passes because Cam Coleman was able to spread the offense for head coach Patrick Nix, and I expect him to have a massive game against the Smith Station Panthers tonight in the backyard brawl. He is a verbal commit to Texas A&M. So you got Jimbo Fisher, Bobby uh, Petrino's offense. Uh, not a bad fit. And, you know, I'm I'm going to start having a segment on this show. You know, you know how you talk about running back you and linebacker you, quarterback you. I want to have a segment where I do quarterback high, running back high, wide receiver high. I'm starting to think the Central Red Devils is wide receiver high. Because look at Carmelo English. He's over at Michigan. Justin Ross made the 53-man roster for the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, you got some incredible wide receivers that have played at Central. And I know I'm forgetting some people, but you can comment and tell me who I forgot on the list. The number two recruit in Alabama is Demarcus Riddick. He is going to Auburn. Uh, looking down the list, what I'm going to do is just to speed it up, uh, I'm just going to pick teams that are in the Chattahoochee Valley or in the outskirts of the Chattahoochee Valley, just for time's sake. So the next person on the list, all the way down, ranked number 11, is a four-star linebacker from Booker T. Washington, Joseph Phillips, who's a verbal commit to Auburn. And then you have the four-star athlete, that is a verbal commit to Auburn as well from Benjamin Russell, a 6A school in Alexander City. Malcolm Simmons. Rydarius Morgan, the three-star safety, also plays at uh, for the Central Red Devils and Coach Patrick Nix. He's a verbal commit to the Tide, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Trying to wrap up this list of three-star corner, Jay Harper. He is a verbal commit to Wisconsin. You got the three-star cornerback, Jaden Coleman from Central. He is undecided. And that wraps up the top recruits in the state of Alabama in and around the outskirts of the Chattahoochee Valley. Now let's go to Georgia. And there's no surprise that the number one recruit in the entire state of Georgia is the five-star quarterback, Dylan Rayola. He plays for Buford. Buford, one of the top-ranked teams in the entire nation. Buford is 2-0. They made some statement wins, and I think that Dylan Riola is just going to continue being in the spotlight as he gets prepared for Georgia in 2024. Some of the other players that are the top recruits in the state of Georgia, not just Dylan Riola, but we also have Mike Matthews. He is the five-star wide receiver from Parkview. Remember, Parkview just had the number one baseball recruit, uh, Colin Hawk. So Parkview, I think they're a dark horse in football. He is the verbal commit to Tennessee. You remember a couple of years ago, Derrick Rogers was one of the top wide receivers in the state of Georgia, and he went to Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee is trying to poach Georgia talent, so 
You got to look out for that. That's why that's a rivalry. K.J. Bolden, he is the third recruit. He is the five-star safety out of Buford. He is a verbal commit to Florida State. Another player from Buford. It's starting to look like IMG Academy. In fact, I want to see Buford play IMG Academy. Let's make that happen next year. Eldrick Houston, the five-star edge rusher going to Ohio State. I mean, that's not a bad place to go. I mean, you have Chase Young, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, so many great defensive ends that went to Ohio State. Air Nolan from Langston Hughes. That's a cool nickname. He is also going to Ohio State. He is the five-star pro-style quarterback. And then you have Colquitt County is one of the top teams in Georgia as a knee car, four-star wide receiver going to Georgia, verbal commit. You have Cameron Davis, the four-star running back from Doherty, verbal commit to Florida State. We're going to have a chance to see Doherty when they play Carver and Columbus this year as Doherty is in their region. First tight end off the board in Georgia is Landon Thomas from Colquitt County. He's a verbal commit to Florida State. The pro second pro quarterback off the board from Calvary Day is Jake Merklinger, verbal commit to Tennessee. You got Jalewis Solomon from Schley County, the four-star wide receiver, verbal commit to Auburn. And then looking down the list, Noah Dixon, a four-star safety, verbal commit to Clemson. He's playing at Troop County this year, going to Clemson to play for Dabo Sweeney next season. And wrapping out, wrapping up some of the teams from the Chattahoochee Valley, another four-star recruit from Tanner Glisson's offense over at Troop County, Tanner Glisson's team, Qua Birdsong. He is the four-star linebacker from Troop County, a verbal commit to UCF. Now they're in the Big 12, so uh, that's going to be a good transition. And then I'm trying to see if there is anybody else that is on this list. Barry Walker, Chris County, we're going to see him. He's a three-star offensive tackle. That's going to be a very good matchup. You do have Webb Davidson uh, from Tattnall Square Academy. Pacelli was able to see them uh, last week. And then also looking down the list, Duke Watson, a three-star running back from Mary Persons, who's going to be at Kennett Stadium in a couple weeks. He's a verbal commit to Louisville. Yeah, Buford's got some more players. Cedar Grove, Lee County, Devin Collier. He's going to Georgia Southern. Isaiah Cannon, he is going to Georgia Tech, playing for Brent Key, who actually plays tonight against Louisville in the Aflac Kickoff Classic. And then Westover School, who's going to be playing Spencer tonight, Ryan Jenkins, a wide receiver going to South Florida, going to be playing down there for the South Florida Bulls in Tampa. That is the list for the top recruits in the state of Georgia, according to Rivals.com. Of course, throughout the high school football season, it could change. So be on the lookout for those changes. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holders. I've had fun. I'm about to call a football game tonight on Georgia-Alabama Sports Live with Thrip Berger and Rick Beach for the pregame halftime show and post game and join us for high school game day starting at 6 p.m at danny durham field at tiger stadium 
We're going to be in the county. I hope you're able to join us. If you can't make it to the game, you can watch us on Georgia Alabama Sports Live on the YouTube channel and the Facebook page. Go and like that Facebook page. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you. Hope everybody has a great week. Stay tuned for the reaction show tomorrow as I'm going to go on Facebook Live and YouTube Live tomorrow morning. And we are going to have such a fun weekend. Have a safe Labor Day weekend. We will talk to you next week. Enjoy all the games, everybody. Bye. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key from 2 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. This is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.